Today, we are going back to, you know, a, a, a chapter of Looney Tunes that we've talked about before, and we've, we have very fond things to say about, and we've, we've had a couple of different episodes talking about them, and that is Looney Tunes cartoons, and since that we're going to be having a bit of a ramp up in a couple of weeks to talk about, you know, the modern portrayals of the Looney Tunes, we figure let's do some more Looney Tunes, and um, Looney Tunes cartoons, that is, and talk about the Brown Gart unit and what they've been doing right and what they've been doing less right. And I'm fine with that because I like talking about this. Yeah, you know, it, it's been a while since we covered the shorts by themselves. So we covered their their Halloween special and their Christmas special. Yeah, we were going to do their Back to School special, but then that uh, we didn't feel like it. Now, because uh, we're too damn old to talk about schooling. Yeah. We've been out of the game for years. Five. We went, no. No, no. Yes. Yeah. That's just, just about. So, um, yeah. So the episodes, the shorts we're covering today are Shell Shocked and The Daffy Dentist, Puma Problems and Duplicate Daffy, concluding with Catastrophe, followed by Devil of a Drink. These are all in the first official season of the Looney Tunes cartoons. They're in different, like, drops like some of these were dropped uh earlier in 2021 or maybe in 2020 and uh, the majority of these were dropped in april 2021 um these are all on streaming uh yes they're on a streaming service yes that due to how they've been treating the looney tunes lately we're just not going to say their name anymore for no, the we're not. two episodes. You, you know what, Mark? These cartoons are streaming on the Pirate Bay. Warner Brothers doesn't fucking need our money right now. Um, yes. Though, so, unfortunately, we will have to bring up the streaming service when we get to our movie episode, because it's just it's important, a part yeah. of it. Um, it's important. But yeah, we're 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 not going to mention said streaming yeah. service, and you know what we're also going to do? We're going to also uh, mention some other fine streaming services like Peacock <laughs> and Netflix and Disney Plus and uh, Paramount Plus, Two B, and uh, the Criterion Channel, and um, uh, 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 Freebie, and um, there's got to be more. Um, ah, yes, Netflix. They're a streaming service that. Got it all figured out. Oh, yeah, maybe not that one. Yeah, fuck Netflix, actually. <laughs> but the other ones. The other ones are great. But that one's all right. That one's all right. Um, yeah. Look, if WB is going to get into some shenanigans in the next couple of, couple of years, at least put these Looney Tunes cartoons on a good service because they deserve it. They're really yeah. good quality. And we're going to talk about them today. Yeah, and maybe do it this for, for not that much money. Yes. So the first pair we're covering is Shell Shocked and the Daffy Dentist. It came out on January 21st, 2021. 
Uh, Shellshocked was directed by Peter Braungart, also written with him, as well as Gabe Deval, Johnny Ryan, and Jacob Fleischer. You know, the, the usual crew. Yeah. So the apparently the working title for this short was Prattle of the Century. Hmm. Shellshocked's a better title. Yeah, it is. I, I don't know if Prattle has to do with anything. So, what the summary is on the streaming service that we're not going to name is it's it's a Cecil Turtle cartoon. Bugs and Cecil go on a race across New York City. Um, not quite. Tech? No, no, that's not what happens. There isn't there isn't a sequence where Bugs and Cecil run around Times Square and have to deal with bootleg Bugs and Daffy. Which would have been hilarious, actually. Hey, Bob, watch it! It's Milton Burrow again. Yes! <laughs> hey, hey, we're the Miltons. People say we Milton yes. around. I, that's my... I, 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 I re-listened to that one again. I, that's a really good episode. Our um, uh, Bugs Bunny, the, the 90s CBS special one. That's a great one. But yeah, um, so fun. But yeah, no, it would have been great if they're actually running around New York City. Instead, it's just a couple of blocks. But it is set yeah. in New York City. That is true. Yes. As our short begins with Bugs racing a subway train that's going from Brooklyn to the Bronx, which is which is a, a, a nice Bugs detail. Yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, because his voice is that. That's cool. Um, he announces, aha, I've been the subway. Nobody is faster than me. As as a newspaper flies into his face, because it's New York, and that happens all the yeah. time. You went to, you went to college in New York, Jordan. Were newspapers just flying in your face all the time? Yes, they were, and and it's funny because my college, and this is not a joke, was was nicknamed uh, SUNY Wind Tunnel because of just the, it around the quad there were just like insane gusts of wind, and so you would oh. occasionally get newspapers blown in your face. That's not no, a joke. Bugs. That's what they would call it. And that's a real fact. Yeah. So, Buggy lifts the newspaper off his face and says, What's this? Cecil the Speed Day of Moon. What I like more about that joke is the fact is like, Oh, now I'm the fastest thing in New York. Say, what's this? The actual fastest thing in New York? And it literally says it on there. Thank God for comedy writing, man. Yeah. And then, and then Bugs just looks at it and goes, what a load of fake news. Ah, 2021. Ah. Which reminds me, the 21st, that's around when Biden was inaugurated. Oh. Yes, it is, ain't it? Yeah. And nothing bad happened around that time, right? No, nothing nothing happened. bad happened in January 2021 that we're hedging around. You know, I'd sooner talk about that than the streaming service, honestly. <laughs> you hear that, uh, streaming service? You're worse than January 6th. <laughs> Zaslov stored in the Capitol. And uh, <laughs> if enough people say it, people will believe that it's true. And then he'll get thrown out. It's genius. Or will um, he get thrown out because he's a white guy in power? Anyway. Um... Anywho. So, so he runs into this Cecil. Apparently Cecil's a very big freaking deal. He has a, a, a perfume. 
He has um kid costumes. He has a Looney Tunes original comic book joke. I love that. Which is nice. Very nice. <laughs> no, no red barrier, barrier, banner and everything. Very nice. Yeah. And Cecil is revealed. And Cecil's great in this. He's written like he's supposed to. He, he, yeah. he, he, he He's no longer... Um, what's the word? Uh, full-blown crazy, like it was in the Lean Tunes show, where he had live ammunition on him? Yeah, it's not the Jim Rash version. No. No. Which I like that version, to be fair. I like Jim Rash's version a lot. But... Yes, this... that's also incredibly insane. Yeah. Uh, this is 1940s Cecil the Turtle. This is Avery, uh, and, and Clampett, uh, you know. And, and they got Keith Ferguson to voice Cecil. Uh, listeners may recognize Keith for playing either Blue in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends or a later McCracken show, uh, Wander Over Yonder, where he played Lord Hader. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. He's very good and he's very versatile. So, yeah, we, we had some no banter between Bugs and Cecil going like, oh, I bet you I'm faster than you. Mm-hmm. They begin the, uh, well, actually, first of all, in this conversation, Bug throws in a yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, he's trying to do a Hubie and Birdie here. So, they they start a sidewalk run. They have to run a couple blocks to a red light post. Everyone's the first and fastest in New York. And Bug speeds off. He kicks Cecil the turtle out of the way. Leaves Cecil to go, well, time for me to get back on my bullshit. As he... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> says pretty much as he takes out a, a not a wrench a crowbar he's a crowbar lifts up part of the sidewalk calls a taxi ties it to the taxi says go to st louis yeah and cecil's god so he just allows it as i love this guy because the, the sidewalk is operating like a uh like exercise uh bike you know like it's just going back is going in the same place as as he it's just cool, walks honestly. on by says, Hey buddy. Hey buddy and Bucks goes, Oh hey toy You have a nice to- which I-, I love that by the way. Bugs calls him a toy Not like yes. he did back in the shorts. It's a very Yeah, nice. Toidle. Yeah. <laughs> and of course Bugs realizes wait a minute, I'm in, I'm in the same place. I love the brief visual of bugs turning into a missile. Yes. To, to, to beat to beat Cecil, which is great. Yeah. And uh, you know, bugs thinks he's won, but of course Cecil's already there. It's like, oh, it yeah. took you so long. <laughs> I mean, what I will say that I like about this one versus a lot of the earlier Cecil cartoons that you can see Cecil enact some of the gags himself, so it's easier to kind of be on his side rather than just him showing up and him and you not really knowing how. Just, you know, Bugs is going to lose and you're going to be okay with it. You actually see what Cecil does to get the better of Bugs, which I think is, is an improvement. And I, I love this moment where Bugs like, listen, because you're like, oh, well, there's tons of things that, that I can do better than you as a rabbit. Yeah. I love that he takes out a book that's called <laughs> Things Rabbits Are Great At, and there's a picture of bugs on the cover. You know what that reminds me of? There's a gag in, in the first Austin Powers movie where um, <laughs> Austin Powers is trying to convince the guy at the counter that the penis pump in his in his, uh, um, yes, in yes. his thing is in his. And so, no, that's not my yeah. bag, ba- uh, baby. Uh, oh, yes, 
book yeah. written by Austin Powers. These penis okay. pumps are my bag, baby. Yeah, with just a picture of him holding one of the penis pumps. That's what it reminded me of. That's which, ironically enough, that's also in like chapter in like one in the book. Things rabbits are great at pumping. Um, don't take that out of context. And Jordan is now finding the image. Yes, that's literally what I'm doing. I am uh, literally uh, his keyboard. He is. I am looking literally for looking image. for the image. <laughs> and I'm allowing it because it's because it's, it's a it's funny hilarious. gag. Because I love it. Really One Swedish made penis enlarger pump. That's not mine. One credit card receipt for Swedish made penis enlarger. Signed by Austin Powers. I'm telling you, baby, that's not mine. One warranty card for Swedish-made penis enlarger pump filled out by Austin Powers. I don't even know what this is. This sort of thing ain't my bag, baby. One book, Swedish-made penis enlarger pumps and me. This sort of thing is my bag, baby. By Austin Powers. <laughs> I love the face he's making on that. He's just pointing to it going, ah. I love that movie so much. Post that hard. Before the recording yet, just have that be it. This week's recording yet. Seriously, made penis. What the hell? What does it have to do? You're saying that's our cold open? No, no, that should be the recording hint. Oh, yes, that should be the recording hint. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you want me to post that now? Yes. All right. Whatever you want. We have a show to do, believe it or not. No, I'll do it as we're doing this next bit because, yeah. Yeah. Because I think we need to have that up uh, there. Oh, my God. So, oh, speaking of penis, um, <laughs> hell of a segue. Yes. Speaking about a penis. Um, speaking of the penis, what do you know? Hey, um. <laughs> Bugs goes. Okay, here's to the rabbits you're better than turtles. Multiplying. Yeah. Which I then put down in brackets. Good lord, man, you're gonna have him fuck his way to the top. Yeah. Because, you know, what the fuck? Fucking. But, no, and this, it, it's, it's, he takes out a big chalkboard, like, no, like, dude, first one I saw this math equation wins, or whatever. And, of course, as soon as Bugs turns around, there's all these Cecil's, as it turns out that, um, Cecil's a mutant, and he has the power to multiply. Literally. Apparently, because, you know, he, he he's on the side of the cartoon, so he needs to defy logic here. But, yeah, next is the next is the carrots, right? Yes. And that's somewhat yeah. amusing. Yeah, it's like, you know, okay, well, here's something that you can do. Eat all these carrots. And I will say that I did like the delivery of, of Eric Bell's bugs, where it's like, oh, yeah, so... It'll go, oh, it'll have something in it, all right. <laughs> I like that. That was really good. 
But yeah, um, it, the, this guy, it's a very conventional, like, you know, explosion gag where yeah. Cecil eats all the all the all the carrots, Bugs like, where the hell are they? As he dives into Cecil's shell, sees the bomb and goes, There's the bomb. Explode. Good timing at least. Yeah. And um Yeah, and I love I love Cecil's delivery of Looks like I win again, Doc. As uh, Bugs goes, well, there's one thing I know that you can't beat me in. Losing! As he cries. Eh, decent ending. It, it's a decent ending. It, it, it's better than just, you know, Bugs losing out of spite. He just gives into it. Yeah, which is at least an improvement. So this, this Cecil Short's pretty good. Um, I think that... They could have gone a little bit more bigger with it, honestly. Because we think, like... Because in the previous shorts, in the woods, they went to all parts of the woods. They went across bridges. Yeah. And they went across the landscapes and cabins or what have you. Here, it's just a city block. I think more could have been done here with the premise. But as it is, it's... It, it's alright. Right. Yeah. I mean... A lot of my issues with it come because, you know, I, I at the, fundamentally I don't enjoy cartoons where Bugs loses. It's got to be really warranted for me. Uh, and that, I think I talked about some of that when I talked about um, the two original Bugs and Cecil cartoons that we've covered on this show. which have, We've done uh, every one of them except Rabbit Transit, which I think we're going to get to eventually. And... I mean, look, I, I like the fact that this is in line with the originals. I like the fact that we see Cecil powering the gag work. I just, a lot of, you know, I, I think that, you know, it works as well as a cartoon where Bugs loses can work. And I like that they can build up the hubris of him. I like that they can do some work with Cecil. And, you know, I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with really the gag work here and the methods of, of having Bugs lose. But, you know, Bugs still loses. And, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to really completely get around that sometimes. You know, but this was still good, but, you know, it's it's mostly me. Yeah, I'm giving this a three out of five animals. And that's exactly what I'm giving it. Um, It's a good Cecil and Bugs cartoon, but it's a Cecil and Bugs cartoon. So there's that curve to it. So the next short we have here is The Daffy Dentist, directed by David Gemmel. Mm-hmm. Written by Gemmel, as well as Caroline Director, Johnny Ryan, and Jacob Fleischer. And... Yeah. Technically speaking, this is a sequel to a classic Looney Tunes cartoon, uh, the the Daffy Doctor, a little. which uh, we have, we, which we ha- haven't covered. You know, we probably no, we should. haven't. Um, We're gonna get to it eventually. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, you know, it's a it's a Daffy and Porky cartoon because they love making Daffy and Porky cartoons, and they do a good job making Daffy and Porky cartoons. And uh, this is, uh, boy. That's some fun with this one. So, our short begins with Porky going to Daffy the dentist. And it's clear that Daffy has taken up a former murder site, I think. Like, it's, it's an abandoned building where his, uh, where his practice is at. As, uh, Porky walks in, there's a rat reading a newspaper. <laughs> um, 
There's a big graffiti that says Candy Rules, which I, I love it. That's a kid's idea of what a, a dentist's office rundown would look like. I like this is coming from this sort of childlike, naive thing that's like, okay, if the dentist has lost, that means Candy has won. I kind of love that. Yeah. So, uh, apparently, Porky went to this dentist. It's the only one that's open on a Saturday, which, okay, that's a yeah. pretty, that's a fair excuse. As he rings the bell, and it's Daffy, dressed up as a secretary, going, Hi, are you here for your appointment? Okay, so, sign this. Okay, autograph this, and it's a picture of Porky on the can. A very well-detailed uh, Polaroid of, of Porky <laughs> on the on the toilet. I love that. I sent that to Mark without any context. I'm like, look at this. Look at this animation i i quote grimmel del toro when i say that animation is an art form and, and i this... quote taro gomi when i say everybody poops <laughs> any babe with a brain can tell the man by poops um, what was that i quoted the fcc song from family guy oh yes any, any babe, babe with a brain can tell you anybody poops Yes. Uh, so, yeah, very nicely done, our team. So, um, so, uh, oh, god damn it! <laughs> Jordan's looking up another image, ladies and gentlemen, and we're gonna see what it is in about uh, two seconds. Hang on. Let's see. Is it going to be funnier than Austin Powers' penis pump? Let's find out, shall we? Well, you see, the thing is, is that it's wrong the same time. I'm going to drink some water right now, and it's hopefully a... it all works out. Oh! You know what? I'm actually gonna make that my Twitter my Twitter uh, banner image. Hang on. Why? Why not? So what George just posted, ladies and gentlemen, okay. is a photo from Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me. Thank you. Where? Where? If you don't remember, the third act climax takes on the James Bond film Moonraker. Moonraker. Where? So Austin goes to space, and there's a moment where he, I believe, yes, where he's fighting Mini-Me. Yeah, Mini-Me winds up in his space suit, and so he tries to blow him out the, um, the, 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 the toilet. Exhaust pipe, essentially. And it turns into a shitting joke, and he, th he pulls out a, a newspaper that says London's burning, and so I sent him that. <laughs> I've always loved that, um, I've always loved that image. Okay. So yeah, we're we're in full goof mode today. Anyway, so after that, yeah, why not? So I love when Porky because he's a, has all this paperwork. I love it's like, if okay, okay, uh, mother's maiden name, mother's phone number, mother's plans for tonight. Wait, yeah, a minute, I like what? that. <laughs> Daffy just winks. Right. <laughs> What's the fuck your mom, dude? Um, anyways. 
So, eventually, Daffy takes out a dead victim on the tennis office. Like, ah, oh, man, you hate to see it happen. You win some, you lose some. And it's so indicative of what made the originals great, too, because it's like, okay, this is the mood we're going for. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. So, uh, eventually... Daffy comes in with the desk card, like, ah, next patient, you're next, come in here. And Porky's, all of a sudden, he's not into it. So we then get the sequence where, you know, Daffy's trying to find out what's wrong. And because of Porky's stuttery, he just starts guessing, like, oh, is it tuberculosis? Is it uh, a triple chin? Is it <laughs> all these other things? And eventually he f- realizes, oh, it's your tooth. Well, yeah. just open wide. Wider. Wider. Well, I'm going in. As he just dives in the Porky's mouth. And this sequence where um, Daffy's in Porky's mouth and Charles starts playing his teeth like I it's a xylophone. That. I loved that. Just, but just the fact that you can have a Daffy in a Porky's mouth background. I love Pure that. Pure 40s Daffy energy. It's oh fantastic. Especially... Where, like, he hits the oh, sour note, he finds the bad tooth, and he goes, Don't worry, I- I'll take care of it. And he goes into an old boxing stance. Yeah, he-, he rings the uvula like a bell, and then he just does a boxing stance with the tooth. That's great. And, uh, oh, oh I-, I-, I skipped a bit here with the x ray machine, where oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Daffy takes out an x ray machine, goes, Okay, I'll see what's going on. Oh, God, the skeleton! <laughs> Why is it always skeletons with these skirts? <laughs> They're fun to animate. They are. They are. As he just beats up the X-ray goes, Oh, buddy, I'm, I'm sorry. That, that demon almost got you. Hmm. Oh, my goodness. So, Daffy gets shot out of Porky's mouth. Don't take down the wrong way. As he comes back in as a sergeant drill instructor and like this moment okay you're not supposed to talk about the show anymore so i apologize this sergeant drill moment reminded me of ren stimpy a bit no it's it's all right to talk about ren and stimpy i think it's just the creator's piece of shit okay yeah yeah it's the the, the ren stimpy it's like i'm sorry to drill i'm gonna go into your mouth now and it just takes out the the dentist drill and (laughs) Oh, man. And, um, that's easy. Yeah, so he drills into the tooth so much. He's like, oh, I drilled so much that it that it turns into a freaking Swiss cheese. And he drills it so hard. <laughs> the smoke alarms go off and he starts crying, I think. The smoke alarm just notices goes, oh, boy, that's a fire. As he, <laughs> as he lets, lets it rip. And, of course, Staffy goes, I didn't know it was Saturday. And he starts... Because I guess every Saturday, he just sets his dentist on fire, dentistry on fire, and takes a shower using the complimentary toothbrush that everybody gets. (laughs) Complete with more shots of his butt. Yes. Didn't we make a point in the first one of these about the butt fixation Looney Tunes cartoons have? Yes. Yes, we have. They like their butts. Lots of butts. Several butts. Yes. So, uh, eventually, Porky just yells, Hey, knock off all the jokes! Knock it off! 
because uh, his team is already him. So Angie Davy goes, okay, okay, let me see what I can use. And he walks over, and there's what? A, there's a mace. There's this is my favorite one. There's a bomb. And he goes, nah, not today. Takes out the fuse. <laughs> How would that have worked? It's a bomb. Just throw the bomb in his mouth. Hope for the best. That would have um, been fun, though. You know, just all right. Here's a bomb. You know. So he's like, oh yay, a rope. So his plan is he's gonna tie the the tooth and then go outside to his red plane, which Daisy's very forties, like Daffy flying, a lot of flying uh, Daffy jokes in the forties. Remember, as um, he ties it. I love there's a button the on the turn that says what like like eject or evacuate or something. It's like like take out the tooth, hits the button, as he flies off. And Porky just flies along with him as they go all over the world. And I think more places than the Looney Tunes film that promoted going all around the world did. Just saying. As, um, yeah, they, they just crash land into his dentistry, knocks down the entire business, and it didn't do anything. That's just silly. It's like all of that for nothing. And Porky gets so mad that he's about to knock out. He's about to knock out Daffy, as he as Daffy ducks. Porky winds up knocking himself out and knocks out the tooth. We think everything's fine, and then Daffy brings out the bill, which is five billion dollars. I love that. I both love, and it, it's kind of sad that. Like, that's also a continuing, recurring, not dated thing in Legion cartoons. Because, like, uh, hell, in, in, um, in Porky Pig's feet, that was the first gag. It was like, oh, here's your bill. It's an elaborate bill. And it's like, huh, still not great that that gag is evergreen. Like, yes, yeah, the, 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 the health system will recharging its people. That's never going away. That'll be $5 billion, please. Cash or credit. <laughs> Oh, well, folks, at the cashier's check, money order, or cryptocurrency. Yeah, that was added late in post. <sighs> Buy our Looney Tune NFT here, folks. Right. Here's Daffy's bill. That's ah, all right. That, that Marcus crash and burn. I just, that's, that's a weird thing, you know, because, like, cause like when, when we cover 40 shorts, oh, this is a random reference that we don't understand. And it's both nice, but also like, oh, come on. When you're like, you watch these cartoons, that's like, oh, don't do a cryptocurrency joke. Yeah. That's not good. Don't do a fake news joke. Come on. It's funny in the moment, but you gotta. I mean, you gotta, you have to stay relevant, but it doesn't have to be like this. Exactly. Yeah, you have to. But, uh, yeah, that's where we ended. So, shocker. The Daffy Boy cartoon is really freaking good. Yeah, they're great in this era. Yeah, just fantastic work. I love the the manic energy of Daffy in this. Just, just Daffy with dangerous tools is always funny. I mean, as evident by one that we're going to be talking about in a bit. Yes. Yeah, just you know, of course, you know, Bob and Eric do a fantastic job as well. You know, so uh, yeah, yeah, just really, really good stuff in here. 
So I'm yeah. giving this a uh, a 4.5 out of five apples. That's exactly what I'm giving it. Uh, very good Daffy Porky cartoon. Excellent gag work. Grace of Daffy is the uncontrollable lead. Great way of exploring the concept. Uh, great stuff all around. Solid episode so far, although clearly the um, the Daffy one was stronger than the Bugs one. But that's yeah. that tends to be a theme in some of these. Um, well, uh, no, it's, it's going to well, yours. I mean, uh, yes, you are right. But, um, all right, this next one was the first um, of the shipments that came out on April 29th uh, of, of season one. Uh, Puma Problems and Duplicate Daffy. I did a little on this day. There's not a lot of movie stuff uh, because box offices weren't really a thing because we were still in the pandemic. I think the top grossing film was a, uh, a, a big screen release of an anime film or something. Number one song in the U.S. was Rap Star by Polo G. Number one song in the U.K. was Montero by Little Nas X and Vantage U.K., obviously. Puma Problems. Kenny Pittenger directed it, written by David Scher, Pittenger, Ryan, and Fleischer. Uh, this is a Pete Puma cartoon. It's very weird that we're covering this one before we've actually covered, you know, uh, Rabbit's Kin or any other Golden Age Pete Puma cartoons. But uh, here we are. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that one eventually. I, I think we have a plan for that one. Uh, the initial reveal... Because it starts out with, like, okay, Bugs is, is in his house, but is disturbed by a, a sound, and he gets upstairs, and the initial reveal <laughs> of Pete Puma roaming the countryside with a jar stuck on his head is pretty good. It's a great way to introduce a character. Yeah, Any great. character. How do you start the short? He has a jar on his head, and he's wandering through the forest. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, as a note, Pete Puma is voiced in this one by Stephen Stanton, uh, voice actor lifer, best known, I think, as p voicing Admiral Tarkin in the Clone Wars, um, the uh, the Filoni Clone Wars, not the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. I gotta say, his Pete Puma is really good, because it sounds almost exactly like Stan Freeberg's, and he gets what makes the character work, and he's really good at making this sort of dumb, but still determined kind of character. And like really dumb. Like Pete Puma is one of Looney Tunes' dumbest characters. You can believe that. But they get that here because they have the comedy detail of him. Uh, the jar was initially full of nuts. And as we see, uh, they weren't uh, peanuts. They were actually the sort of nuts and bolts kind. And he kept eating them anyway. And it went through all of his teeth but one. So that's your idea of how dumb Pete Puma is in this version. Which is very... But yeah, um, there's some good early gags here. Like I liked, I, I skipped over this one. There's uh, the timing of Pete Puma's head slamming into the trees and then all the trees coming right down on him. It was really well-timed. And then obviously, you know, you have to get to the whole hook of this, whereas yes, Pete realizes that he needs to catch bugs and eat bugs because he's hungry and because he's too stupid to actually do anything else. So this is going to be a Pete going after bugs cartoon. And so just this first gag, there is something really funny to Pete's, there's something to his blatant stupidity making charming, charming even as he chases Bugs. Like, I like this first gag where he literally steps into Bugs' rabbit hole, just has his, his, his jaws wide open, and he literally just looks at us and goes, I'm a hole. Hey, he said it, not us. <laughs> no, not a hole, a hole. Um, <laughs> the visual of him with his mouth completely open as the rabbit hole is just really funny. It's like, that's not supposed to be there. 
but it's funnier because Bugs is going out and checking his mail, and I like the little detail of, you know, Bill, Bill. Oh, Social Security check. You forget how old I am, which he, he's been doing this for 80 years. Of course he's getting Social Security checks. You know, Biden's in office now, remember? <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the whole thing is that, like, you know, instead of going back into his rabbit hole, he's like, oh, all these moving uh, yes. trucks are here. First a grand piano, then all his furniture being shoved into Pete's mouth. Just the shot of so Pete's great. eyes as more things are shoved into him. Oh, is my great. God, his eyes. Such a good what shot. His eyes. So I funny. I love the gag. Oh, yay. My shipments of cactus, barbed wire, and, and piranhas. <laughs> it's so overboard. I yeah. love it. It's so, yeah, it's so, fucking great. I love it. Just... Getting up from the hole, he's eating. He's already in the ten-piece furniture set and the grand piano. It's like never mind. <laughs> he just goes into the forest. Yeah, and you just have this shot of of Pete with a gigantic stomach, just <laughs> just sort of like running into the running away, and you just hear this little horn music. Oh, fooey. I believe Mark and I, upon seeing this, made the same. It goes straight to your thighs and then it explode reference. Um, oh, mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're 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 Gen Zers. We grew up with SpongeBob, of course we did. Um, and then, then we have this gag where Pete is a doctor, <laughs> and the funniest bits of this gag is less. About like I I wasn't watching Pete in this. I was watching Bugs. And seeing Bugs get throttled around by trying to be the straight man and just sort of like being just trying to keep up as Pete is like, No, I'm gonna have to put you in an ambulance and the ambulance is just an oven. <laughs> and you just see Bugs just trying to keep up. Um and uh, Bugs gets a stick on him by like, oh, I've got to go get my my sick uh, my sick my sick grandmother, and and he's just like, I'm so worried about her, and just whoops around. The animation on that is really really fun. I love how we get a more expressive animation in these and have our characters like be less solid and more just fluid in animation. And the timing on Bugs wheeling out his supposed grandmother, which is just a bomb, and Pete just like. The bomb goes off right as Pete mispronounces the word hypochondriac. That made me laugh really hard. Just, just the, the sudden explosion cutting him off as he mispronounces the word. As well as him driving away in the oven ambulance. What, what a silly cartoon this is. Oh my god. Is. So, so darn silly. I just love, um, like, well, well, gotta admit, your grandma is a little bit hot. <laughs> First, we have Daffy hit it, trying to hit on Porky's mom. Now we have, oh, your grandma is a little hot. What is going on? Listen, listen. Pete can go after a cougar. He's a puma, remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Also, the reveal of Pete in a Pied Piper outfit. <laughs> and, and this is one of my, and this is one of my favorite time of Bugs gags, where the villain is doing such a terrible job. He, a Bugs does this a ton in, in the in the, uh, the hunting trilogy, where 
the bear doing such a bad job at trying to catch him that he goes, no, no, no. If you're going to catch me, do it like this. I love that he yes. does. He just takes control of this of the situation. And this is a great example, great modern example of it. Because, yeah, because Pete is trying to do the Pied Piper shtick and he can't play. He cannot play the Piper. So he just gives him another, he gives him a trombone. He's like, okay, if you're going to do this, at least play good music. And so <laughs> then the madness begins. <laughs> So many really quick music gags, like Bugs sliding out of the trombone and whopping him on the head. You know, Pete igniting himself with, like, uh, a, a pan flute and covering himself with gasoline. Uh, sawing off his own arm with, a, with a, a violin. Ringing a bell and getting punched, which I see a theme going here. Just so many little gags. And, and uh, I think a, a tree falls over eventually. Yeah. And then it somehow ends with Pete back in the jar. Yeah, because all this, he get, shoves Pete back to the jar and Bug says, well, looks like I got, I got my full afternoon letter. Like something like, well, that's my afternoon or something. It's like, well, I'm good. My day's filled. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> what a good Pete Palmer cartoon. It moved just fast enough Ooh. with. Bugs being an excellent straight man and the gags matching up to Rabbitskin. I love what they did with Pete Puma here. He looked, he was just as good as he was in the originals. Um, so many amazing gags. And it just kept me laughing the entire way oh through. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, agreed. A uh, uh, great bug short. Pete Puma is still as good of a character as ever. Lots of great gag work and timing here. And also, also, it's a Pete Puma cartoon where none of the gags from his other cartoons are repeated. Because we covered... Because we covered, um... The Father Lego cartoon they did. Yes, And it was we funny, did. but they put, like, too many references to his other shorts, and those are just references. It isn't endearing. You know, if you're going to put gags to a short, have them be original, unless they're really... Uh, if you're going to do a reference to an older cartoon gag work... Put a spin on it, you know, do something different with it to make it new. Because you don't want to repeat gags too much, especially in a medium such as short-form comedy. And I love this thing. It's all original, and they all work. <laughs> oh my yes. god, this so good. It's so good. It's just, I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also going to five out of five. This can absolutely go toe-to-toe with the classics. Yes. Um, there's a very brief Marvin flag gag, which I liked from a creative creativity standpoint because it was basically the reveal of the planet he was trying to concert was really just the bowling ball, one of the many bowling balls of the cosmos, which is a very Men in Black 1 type idea. <laughs> I, I I really dug that. I I give that quick gag a four out of five. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. All right. Duplicate Daffy, which worried me because there wasn't a lot of runtime of the of the episode left when it started. And I'm like, all right, whatever happens here, it's got to be, it's probably crammed into this small space. So hopefully it, it, it it's worth its time. Duplicate Daffy is directed by Ryan Kramer, written by uh, Chris Allison, Pittenger, Ryan, and Fleischer. Unless it's, no, I think it's Kramer, Ryan, and Fleischer. 
Ryan and Fletcher definitely. I imagine Ryan Kramer also wrote it too, unless it was Pittenger. You know. Um, the setup for Duplicate Daffy is pretty simple. You know, Porky and Daffy work in an office. Porky asks Daffy to make a copy for him. Simple enough. And you don't see much else of, of Porky till the end of this because Porky basically says he's, he's drowning in work and then a shark shows up in his pile of papers. So yeah, I think they just did that because they needed a Porky joke in this because it's very Daffy-centric. Yeah, you know, it's, uh... You ever seen the movie Office Space? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's like that. You know, this one needed Porky's. a... When I say this one needed a Milton, I don't mean Milton Burrow. I mean Milton from Office Space. Hey, uh, no, be, uh, real nice if you, uh, stayed over. No, not Gary Cole, Milton. Uh, Milton. Milton, sir? What? Why you have no pants on? Oh, what do you not, uh, what do you see? Okay, that's Gary Cole's character. Milton is a different guy. You're right. Oh, shit. Milton is the one who gets his stapler right. stuck. I can't believe the I'm stapler. explaining you this movie. Yes, sorry, sorry. I, You're the one who asked I, me if I I'd seen the damn thing. Have you ever I seen know, that movie Austin Powers starring um, Dana Carvey? <laughs> now that's an alter reality I want to see. <laughs> oh my God. I want the alter reality where Dana Carvey, Austin Powers, and Mike Myers in Master of Disguise. If Mike Myers doing Master of Disguise, that's still what would have probably made money, honestly. Look, either way, Mike would... <laughs> Maybe that's how we get the Sprockets movie. Listen, in either universe, an SNL alum would have to be in a turtle costume while the towers fell. Yes, it'd be funnier if it was Mike than if it was Dana. Mr. Myers, they've had the World Trade Center. No, it'd be even funnier. It's like, okay, towers just fell. Okay, I know how I can help this. Yeah, great! I'm a Scotsman! <laughs> and everyone just applauds. And that, my friends, is how Mike Myers saved comedy. By doing the same Scottish accent he'd done 40 fucking times. He has a show on Netflix. I watched the first episode of it. It seemed okay. Eh, I, 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 It's more than I've seen. So, Duplicate Daffy... <laughs> This is a very much a conceptual cartoon like they do in the old days. You know, Daffy with and later in a photocopier. And so and so it's basically like, okay, how many gags can we get out of this? And a lot of them are just very quick gags. Like Daffy first using the cop photocopier to do his hand and then his butt. And then he's just doing himself in the copy machine. And you just see all these little gags like him show getting up his Dracula or him tanning. And it eventually, eventually becomes him getting shoved into... Um, the cop here and seeing all these different parts of it in a full, really wildly animated sequence. I mean, and again, the real star of this cartoon is the animation. There's so many real fun and creative con concepts of Daffy being shoved through the process of copying, avoiding the stapler, the paper divider, and it's all really cool and fast paced. There's a lot to go through, and because this is more a conceptual cartoon without a lot of real dialogue, I'm not going to go through all of them, but like a lot of this is just really well done and just this, the kind of creativity that. Uh, the 40s ones, especially the early 40s ones, had tons of And I think, obviously, they were trying to recreate a lot of that. But yeah, it's it's lots of that, just Daffy being handled around this concept. And 
the only real like modern gag in it is the scanner gag where you just see the light of the scanner go on and off and you, it just turns into Daffy making that into a rave. That's a modern gag, but everything else is very classic. You know what? It is modern, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. It's I like it. Daffy but... dance. It's like, oh, hell yeah, man. Daffy with, with glow-in-the-dark beads and, and glow sticks. Somebody must have asked one of the writers or one of the people who were, hey, does anybody here go to raves? And there's just one guy with, like, just really, like, just blitzed out of his mind going, yeah, what of it? <laughs> what are what are raves like? Well, uh, from what I can remember, <laughs> you're going to want a lot of glow-in-the-dark beads. Okay, anything else? Ecstasy? Well, we can't really have that in a cartoon. Put the fucking ecstasy in there. If you don't have exit, you don't have a fucking cartoon. <laughs> Cut to 50 episodes later. Hey guys, we have a writer from Legion's Cartoons on our show today. Introduce yourself. Hi. I'm stoned out of my mind right now. Let's talk about cartoons for children. <laughs> so yeah, um... After another shot of a butt, we get um, Daffy sort of getting <laughs> thrown out of the, the copier and breaking it and having to sort of save everything as Porky comes back in with the, you know, hey, what happened to this plot I set into motion, essentially? <laughs> and Daffy trying to lie his way out of it and saying, you know, oh, it was somebody else. And Daffy ends up blaming several photocopied black and white Daffys from the 40s who woohoo as we go out. Which is nice. I like That's that, very yeah. respectful. It's a very nice gag. Could that have been the cartoon, though? Hmm. That's what I was thinking the cartoon was going to be, honestly. Right? Like, I was thinking, like, you go into a copper. It's, you know what it's like? It's like that of the very odd parents, you wish, where Timmy wishes for a magic photocopier, and that's where we get the magic of Flipsy. Ah, uh, yes. I that's one of, I was just thinking about that gag today. I love that gag because yeah. Flipsy is a great way of delegitimizing a evil character. Like okay, we have this Darth Vader guy, Darth Laser, and he's very clearly supposed to be this evil character. Let's make him hysterical and cute by giving him a, a Flipsy uh, <laughs> perseveration. <laughs> that's a great gag. It's a shame Butch it, is such an asshole. Um, it. It's a great episode. It's, it's it one is, of my favorite yeah. episodes. In fact, one time I was watching, uh, I, when I was watching uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, and there was an episode where Kevin Michael Richardson came on, and I went to my friend who I was watching, I was like, you know who that is? And she's like, no. It's like, that's the guy who does Darth, Darth Laser in uh, Fairy Odd Parents. I, that's the guy who loves Flipsy. And she's like, no way. <laughs> so the whole rest of the time we were watching it, he showed up like, Flipsy. <laughs> Ah, oh, it's adorable. Um, it is. So as for uh, Jupiter Daffy, um, yes, this is a fine premise. It's a fine premise. Um, yeah, I feel they could have done more with having multiple Daffys, perhaps of different eras, you know, running around and causing mayhem, like. Hey, Flipsy! 
Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are short. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, like maybe, you know, you have the 40s Daffy woohooing all over the place. And you have like the 50s Chuck Jones Daffy taking over as management and trying to control everybody. But nobody's listening because they're all Daffy. And it's just how like, Porky like in the corner. Yeah, Porky in the corner scared out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I don't like playing the um, what if it was this game a lot because that's, you know, that, that's only one way. Yeah. That's that's only like, you know, it's not a real yeah, valid criticism. But it's not. I like some of this concept, but, you know, I mean, I mean, it was really cool what they do with the animation. It wasn't exactly the most gag based and the most Daffy based, but it was cool and it did some things right. But in my eyes, it was a bit too short and, you know. Quick and to the point, but like you know, you, you think if what if it was like this and yeah, and I hate that I'm doing that with this one because it's still really good, but I'm still giving it a four out of five. I just you know I don't want my what if isms to take away from from how really cool it is. Right, and I, I'm giving it. I'm, I mean, a little more harsh here. I'm giving it a three out of five. Yeah, and that's fine. Considering I'm harsh on one of the next ones, I think it's all fair. But um. Oh, okay. So, the last uh, two shorts we have here. First one is Keytastrophe. Came out on April 29th, 2021. And Jordan, you know, this entire episode, we're like, oh, Joe Biden joke. Joe Biden joke. Ha, Biden. Um, April 29th, 2021 was Joe Biden's 100th day in office. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So how about that? Yeah. A hundred days. One for each of the year he's lived. Yes. He's like a tree. <laughs> he's like a tree and the dogs like pissing on him. Um, hey. Matter of fact, I like pissing on him as well. But I, I say that as someone who is very proudly, you know, I, I, I voted for him. You know, he's... He's good, you know. Don't don't get down my throat, Neil LaRose. Um, he's just, you know, it's not really that much of a big fan of the lower classes, which is a bit of a problem. But, um, but yeah, you know, hundred days. Thank God, he's he's done hundreds more. He's doing pretty well. Uh, I don't think he's going to run again, but he's he's doing pretty well. So this short was directed by Ryan Kramer, written by Kramer as well as with Andy Gonsalves, Johnny Ryan, and Jacob Fleischer. So, our short begins a typical day at Porky and Daffy's house. Uh, Daffy is watching the TV. Porky says, okay, Daffy, I'm going to work. As he leaves the house, runs back. He's lost his keys. Another very simple setup. Very so. Porky has lost his keys, and Daffy has decided to dedicate the entire day to finding said keys. And, no, Porky doesn't know where it is. So, first, Daffy tries running his memory. He starts by running on top of Porky's head. Doesn't work. He then rips out Porky's brain from his skull, leading Porky an expression. And this is so badly tasted. 
but as I can only describe as Roger Ebert in the in the mid two thousands. Oh god, <laughs> he's happy. Oh no, he's happy. It's it's him. Listen, I I can't. I've been on like a Cisco and Ebert binge the last couple of days. Okay, I don't know why, but um, oh, you've made it to the later years where Roger Ebert is just. He's he's it's it's yeah. up to his fingers to save the the legacy. Um, I've I've only been watching the the YouTube stuff. Um, okay, cool. but yeah, but uh, like I watched I watched their the, the critic episode they were in. It's oh, cool. really not that great, in, oh. in my opinion. It wasn't like a lot. It's an I would watch the critic that much, but it's watching it going, boy, it sure is. Movie references. Yeah. <laughs> Movie references. And John Lovitz's love life. Hey. That, that's yeah. the whole damn Great. show. Yeah. Um, so Daffy's yelling at Porky's dislocated brain saying spill the beans. And we get this close up shot of his brain and then a can of Acme beans. Which then like spills that. over. And... That was great. That was great. Like a SpongeBob gag. Exactly. Yeah. Very SpongeBob. Yeah. By the way, you missed the gag earlier where Daffy tries waking him up with a uh, Acme foghorn with a literal foghorn leghorn on the leg. Oh, 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 yeah. I, I missed that. That that's actually great. <laughs> uh it seems like fog. It seems like foghorn leghorns really reliable to be on on labels instead of being in the actual cartoons. There was that. There is the. He was a representation of Looney Tunes in that Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie, which, which man, we played that movie so many times. We might as well just do something with it. We uh, might as well because it's a great fucking movie. Might as well. We'll cover it someday, maybe for the podcast. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so uh, eventually. Daddy puts Porky's brain back into his head as we get this sequence like, okay, trace your tracks. And, you know, of course, Porky, like, looks at his tracks and goes, okay, what did you do first? Well, I put my keys on the wall last night. Okay, runs over to his wall. It's covered in keys. We have key gags. Uh, The Florida keys? No. Piano keys? Uh, Signs? Signs? <laughs> I don't know. Signs! Like keys. No, I, I keys, don't have the image signs, anymore. Signs. Uh, <laughs> so, um, it, it gets to a point where like, you know, they go through all the keys and they're not there. So so he asks, he asks Porky, what else did you do? Well, I sat on the couch and watched TV. All right, then. And Davy just goes into Porky's couch, just goes right into those couch cushions. And, uh, you know, Davy says, like, oh, do, if they fell out of your pants, Porky, I don't wear don't any wear pants. They <laughs> put these on, after all, goes right up to the screen. After all, children are watching. I love that joke so much. It's such a good joke. Uh, it's, yeah. it, it's both true to the spirit of the original, but also very much the kind of joke that cartoon shows would tell now being a little bit more meta with it of like okay these characters have just did all these things but there are these things wrong with them and you know it's it's culturally accessible to make fun of it um no it's it's great um 
And he just sort of puts on the pants out of out of frame. So uh, eventually he says, this, okay, what'd you do after that? Well, I went to bed and got a midnight snack. Like celery sticks. <laughs> and he goes, really? Celery sticks. Like, well, I knocked you know, I had, I had Brock, Brock, I had, I had. It was a pie. I had, uh, it was a pie. Oh, what type of pie? Key lime pie. Aha! So you ate the keys! You ate the keys! What are you talking about? There's no, there's no keys in key lime pie. That's the first ingredient! It's not it's in there! So goofy. And then Daffy yells out, Malarkey! Hey, Biden's in office. Hey! Yeah! Uh... So, so, so eventually, uh, <laughs> so eventually Daffy's plan is, okay, we're going to go into your stomach and take the, the pie out as that's where the keys are. And he dots a line across Porky's stomach for the incision, letting Porky to freak out. They chase each other around the couch when it's revealed that Daffy has changed into his the Daffy Doctor uniform from from yes. the short, which is very nice, as he now has a chainsaw. Remember, kids are watching. <laughs> anyway, here's Daffy with a chainsaw. It's just so good, and just the shot of him with the chainsaw laughing maniacally is incredible. <laughs> I, again, I really like this version of Daffy. It's very both true to the, to the originals and also just a great Daffy. <laughs> The sum we gotta state is that Daffy in this iteration is on a mission to kill every single Looney Tunes character if it's the last thing he does. He's killed Elmer. He's this close to killing Porky. <laughs> Which, great. to be fair, to be fair, these are two characters who have tried to kill him in the past. So, if anything, it's just revenge for the 80 plus years of trying to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so, eventually, uh, the, the chainsaw runs out of juice. He's like, oh, oh, well, throws it through a window. Carelessly. <laughs> It's okay. I have my backup chainsaw. Let's see here. Baseball. Yo-yo. Uh, Porky's, Porky's keys. keys. <laughs> so of course he had it the whole time. Of course he had it the whole time. Oh! <laughs> Just Porky going, So, why did you have my keys? <laughs> Just have an excuse of, Oh, well, you see, I want to keep them safe. So I parked it on the car on the roof last night. One, two, three. Car falls through the roof. <laughs> Again, the timing, but also just just how this wraps up so like weirdly cleanly, where where Porky just sees a car flying falling through his roof and goes, "Okay, I'll drive it through the wall of my house like nothing else is wrong." And he just falls out of the house. We see a nice establishing shot, and we just ended. It just stops. <laughs> Cartoon's over. 
What else Which, do you need okay. to do? What else do you need to do? I mean, yeah, he, he won. Um, oh, my God. Um, once again, I love the energy in this. I love the chaotic nature of Daffy, especially. I, I love how, like, that's the theme in this, this episode. It's the, the chaos of Daffy. Um, just loads, of, lots of fun stuff in here that, that I really enjoyed. I mean, it's another really good Porky and Daffy cartoon. I think this one, I think, got a bit too lost in the sort of sequential format of, of this. And once it really got into the wilder ideas of Porky just having to rip or Daffy try having to rip Porky open or something or, or, or just wilder stuff than the actual sequence of things to do or places it could be. That's when it gets really funny to me. And I think that it's excelled at those moments, but I mean, as it is, it's pretty good. You know, I like this one, maybe not as much as the, uh, the, the dentist one, but I like this one a lot. So I'm giving this four out of five anvils. That's exactly what I'm giving it. Uh, easy hole gag. You know, it's, it turns into a game of whack-a-mole. Uh, simple enough. I like the timing of the explosion at the end. Not much to write home about. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. It's fine. Yeah, same. A Devil of a Drink. This one's directed by Kenny Pittenger. Written by Andrew Dickman, Pittenger, Ryan, and Fleischer. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. This is a very simple concept. Taz is at a geyser. He wants a drink. And it should be easy enough to get a drink at a geyser, seeing as there's water spurting up every five seconds. But every time he tries to time it, it comes out wrong, or it, it splashes him in the face, or something else goes wrong. Maybe too simple of a concept. Because, as we've discussed, Taz is one of those people that needs to work off of someone. You know, Tasmania, we've discussed, didn't always work because he didn't have enough people to work off of. And that a lot of times he was just you know, with either with too many foils or not enough foils or not handled in the right way. When when we also talked about, you know, him being in a Daffy Duck cartoon and that foil didn't exactly work. Taz working solo can work. I mean, we, we saw in the Christmas special of him caroling and working ag sort of against either the elements of Christmas and the, you know, the main, the POV camera character at the door. That can work. Here, there's a lot of issues. The trouble is, for a while, it's one gag. And Taz only really has this geyser to play off of. The laughs only come when the form wheel changes quickly and interestingly, like the geyser shooting a, a corner towards Kaz, or like, you know, him, him plugging it in and it's shooting in another way. And But it always leads to the same outcome, which is Taz getting, you know, spurted at with the, with the geyser. And it sort of works, but... A lot of it, the same thing kind of happens every time. Taz gets wet. And for not only is it not as funny seeing him getting wet than get blasted or blown up, but it's also not as funny seeing him get wet versus someone like Yosemite Sam and your high-diving hair or other characters or Daffy even. And so you're just stuck with, okay, he gets spurted with a geyser. It goes down. He gets spurted with a geyser again. There's a whole sequence in the middle of it where... He's getting, like, he, he, he sort of just sort of puts his mouth to it, and or just puts his his, his, his rear end to it, and all, the water just sort of fills him up and gets he has all this water spurting out of his mouth, like a little fountain kind of thing. And, all right, there's the solution to Taz's problem. You know, he's no longer thirsty. He has all this water in his mouth. But the cartoon keeps going for another couple minutes. And I'm not acting like none of these work. I mean, there are some good ones, like, like, 
they, they stay on a shot of Ted with his mouth full for a second. And that was funny, but maybe not quite in the way they intended. Or like there's a great sequence with a rock being propelled in air by a geyser and then dropping on Taz like like more and more sporadically. Like there are some bits of this that work, but it's really a one gag short. And that gag already is fundamentally flawed. I don't know if I'm coming out of line here, Mark. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, I, when I realized that's what the short was, I, I wrote down, oh, is this the entire short? Okay, yeah. then. I mean, I... I don't know what a short with the title Devil of a Drink would be if it was a Bugs and Tash short. I don't. But, I mean, nope, nope, I'm not, I'm not going to play that. Well, if, if it was this plot line, it'd be funny. No, 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 not going to do yeah. that. But, um, yeah, there are some nice guys here. I like, there's one where the guys are just forms underneath him. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I liked um, when Taz comes back down and being shot shot by the water he's like crinkled up i like that they have some variations that did work but a lot of it is just you know like okay the same thing has happened now for the 10th time and now this has happened okay what so what you know i i did like when the geyser grew sentience with the rock because eventually it's just you know falling down onto task around the task and then the geyser gains life and just picks up the rock and just slams it on Taz a bunch of times, throws it, distances, or have you. Like, I like that. There, there's moments where they give the guys a personality where, where the jokes work. Problem is, that's not all the time. And a lot of the time, it's just, oh, ain't it funny how Taz is wet? Yeah. And that, you know what the show would do great on? This is great for, like, a social media thing. If you want to advertise Lunar Cartoons, here's like a quick 15 cent clip of Taz getting to some hijinks. There you go. Yeah, but that's good for like 15 seconds. Not so much for what, three minutes, four minutes this short feels like? Yeah, it's, it's, it just sort of just slogs along. Even for a short, like, you know, like four or five, you know, four minutes, it just sort of, you know, moves. Pretty glacially. And, you know, th th there are better uses of Taz. And while there were some good gags, the repetition and over-reliance on the humor of Taz getting wet, despite him solving the problem being thirsty midway through, irritated me. And it only got on my nerves more as it went on. And, again, talented people put put a lot into this. I, 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 I wish... <laughs> I wish that it wasn't so one-note. Because there are good Taz cartoons with this division. This wasn't one of them. I if we if we are wrapping up, I don't know if we are wrapping up, but if we're wrapping that one. Yeah, yeah. I I, I got nothing else to add here. Yeah, I'm giving it a two point five out of five. Right, I'm giving it a three out of five. Yeah. It's yeah, it's alright. So I I and and because we're at the end of it, I think with that title double of a drink, maybe it's, you know, Taz is in the Tasmanian deserts. And he's really thirsty, and Bugs or Daffy have, like, uh, a drink stand, you know, and there's some hijinks because that, because Taz were focused on eating them, then the drink. Yeah. So, just like that short chase thing, because at least that way there's there's dialogue to play off of instead of just one simple gag. And maybe during this hypothetical short, maybe they fall into a geyser. 
Again, a lot of those guys are jokes, but it's not as as forced. It's not as boring. Yeah. So I'd say overall, but pretty pretty good so selections for this uh, season one section of the uh, Louis Two Cartoons run. Yeah. I mean, I, I like some of these. I mean, again, the Porky and Daffy ones were pretty much the highs. Uh, the Pete Puma one, I think, was excellent. Th- this division is still really good and capable of lots of great things. All right. So before we go into what we're covering next week, we'd like to first thank our patrons for giving to That's Not Quite Old Folks Patreon that we plug at the end of every episode. We'd like to thank James Irish, Andrew, Triscrew, and Samuel Adams, the person, not the drink. Thank you very much for your support, guys. All right. So let's do some more next week. Yeah, why not? Let's do some later later era um, of yeah. shorts. Um, these, by, these are all uh, recommended by those on, on Twitter. So thank you so much for giving your recommendations. Um, the, each episode is from a separate season. So the first episode we're covering is from season two, episode nine. It's Basket Bugs and A Skate of Confusion. Mm-hmm. Basket Bugs, I recall, is one of the first ones that Eric Bowser recorded, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, considering what our movie episode is, it's important. It, it's really It just, is. Yeah, so. Followed by... Season 3, Episode 5, with Bathy Daffy and Rabbit Sandwich Maker. And concluding with <laughs> Season 4, Episode 9, Jorn, would you like to read what the title is? Yeah, that one is... Uh, let me pull it back up to the part in the chat where we have it. It is Funeral for a Fud and Love Goat. Um, funeral for a fud, apparently not from the time that Daffy sentenced him to the chair. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that one. Ah, yes, yeah, so stay tuned for that next week. <laughs> oh, brother. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right, that's the end of this week's episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Halem, 1995. And you can follow me at Tall Guy Schmidt. If like keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow at that underscore loony or type in the podcast title. We are the first result. Um, also, we have an Instagram. We have an Instagram account. Um, if you are disillusioned with how Twitter is being lately and you, you don't want to don't want to participate in that, um, the Instagram is fully up and running. Uh, the same the same posts from the Twitter we posted on the Instagram. So you can still give your thoughts and comments and all that on... Just type in uh, TNQAF or type in the podcast title show up on Instagram. So, uh, so, yeah. You can also find our podcast wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast, Podcasts, Player FM, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon Music. Uh, our YouTube channel puts out content every two weeks based off of things you may hear in these episodes. We've got a good one coming up very soon. You can also subscribe to our Patreon and give to one of our many tiers to support us financially. Um, We have lots of incentive for you guys to join, such as commentaries, live streams, early, uh, uh, early releases of episodes, content that you would not normally get if you were just listening to us on your podcast feed. So... Uh, drop in and see if uh, what we have there is uh, 
amusing to you. Yeah, we have we have our, our goals uh, listed up there now for what for what for what we can do if we were to uh to really go nuts with the, with, with the show. So if you wanna wanna help with that, you can yeah, it's all good. All right. So until next week, I'm Mark and I'm Jordan, and for the next seven days. I will be staring longingly at that Polaroid of Porky sitting on the toilet. Good night. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs>